This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is a week for quality food and beverages. I don't like beans in my chili. That's a fair debate because the ori- original chili did not have beans. What do you mean the ori- you were there when they created the <laughs> original was. chili? I was. On the Old West? Yep. Expensive commercials and stupid questions from reporters covering their first sporting event. Is your mom picking you up after the Super Bowl? This is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, Attorneys at Law. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Dirt and Spray on 1080. I'm here so I won't get found. The Fan. Hey, let's do this final hour. Dirt and Spray here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. 99.5 HT2, the Odyssey app. You're listening to the 17th best mid-market morning sports talk show in the country. Can we stop? (laughs) Can we stop? Stop. Yeah. It's like the assistant to the regional manager. That's what we are. Okay. That's what we are when it comes to morning Taking radio. That to the big show meeting. So I'm the got a big show meeting today. Yeah. Hey, pay me. Hey. Oh, yeah. Look at that. 17, 17 baby. out of 47. Hey, yeah. if you're if you're the 17th ranked college football team in the country, you're feeling pretty good. That's a good That's season. Right. That's a nine and three year. That's a good That's, year. Are we Oregon State of sports radio? I think we're Oregon State of sports radio. So. It can get really bad sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But when it's good, man. Imagine what we could be if there was a little bit of donor you know, donations come in on. here. Phil, where are you? Yeah. We need our Make Phil. a little investment. That's, I mean, I mean, you're actually 100% correct in that analogy. It's, uh, yeah. We had some booster backing here. <laughs> exactly. We'd really be flying. Think about what we could do. Uh, we got a lot to get to in the final hour. Mail sack. We got some great mail sack questions coming in. So uh, keep them coming. We'll get to those coming up in 10 minutes. 503-250-1080. Let's talk some college football, man. I love college football. You love college football. Mm-hmm. We all love college football. Let's talk college football. Oregon State sending out workout videos. And I'm like, yeah! Are the little off-season hype, yeah. conditioning drills. Yeah, those always get you going. Yeah. Now, if you were feeling bad about the situation your offense was in, which I don't think you are, although quarterback may be a question. We'll see what DJ does this year. I'm ecstatic. Sure, okay. Uh, Oregon's got to replace their <laughs> offensive coordinator, right? We're hopeful that it's going to work out, but it's always a question mark. Never fully know. But also you your, your offensive line coach. And your offensive line coach, very true. Uh, but if you're wanting to feel better about where your offense is at, how about the equation of bad offense and nepotism? Because that's going on right now at Iowa. Mm. Now, we joked a couple of times last year about how bad Iowa was offensively. They could not score points to save their lives. It felt like half their points came from defensive or special teams touchdowns. And everybody thought, well, they got to replace their offensive coordinator. Do you know who Iowa's offensive coordinator is? Yeah, isn't it? It's for, it's Kirk Ferentz's kid. kid. Yeah. yeah, Brian Ferentz is the Ferentz, offensive yeah. coordinator at Iowa. Everybody thought, well, they got they got to move on from him. There's no chance Brian Ferentz is back. They couldn't. They scored like nine points a game last year. Right. They are retaining Brian Ferentz as their offense coordinator. Now they're saying we're lowering his salary, so we're deducing money from what he's making. We're doing the Harbaugh thing. We're going the Harbaugh route. Okay. And they are going to give him contract amendments that include 
salary bonuses that he can hit for the upcoming 2023 season. One of those bonuses that he can hit and make essentially up to, you know, a million dollars, whatever it is, he needs his team. Now, granted, I did not say offense there. Team to average 25 points per game. That's how bad things have gotten at Iowa, that they're asking their offense coordinator to average 25 points per game. You know what? That would have ranked them offensively in the country last year if they averaged 25 points a game, which, by the way, they did not. What are there, 117? 117, give or take, teams. D1 programs. Would have ranked them 80, 85th nationally. Oh, wow. And they're going to give him a contract bonus if he gets to 25 points per game. Yeah, but, and I'm not <laughs> defending the move here, they came within, like, the last two weeks of the season to playing in the Big Ten title game, didn't they? I mean, I don't know if that's something you really want to brag about. It, yeah, it is in Iowa. Uh, Look, you can say they were in the other division. The division sucks. Nebraska was in a hole. Minnesota like wasn't seven, good. Seven and five Purdue win that division. Yeah. And look, I, again, I'm I'm just simply stating, like, <laughs> Iowa's football aspirations. If you got an Iowa Hawkeye fan and you sat them in the studio and you looked across them and you said, what's a good year for you? Don't you think they'd say getting to the Big Ten title game? Would it matter how you got there if you were eight and four, you were seven and five, or even six and six? No, you're Iowa. They would have lost forty-seven to nothing to Michigan. Yes, getting your ass kicked by Michigan in the Big Ten title game is as good as it gets. It's your life. Now I will say they kind of deserve all of what they're getting because what they're doing is they're not learning from their brethren, Kansas State. Kansas State, if you might remember, they tried this. Got stuck in the nepotism cycle. It was Bill Snyder for years and years and years. All-time great college football coach. I want my kid to be the coach. And they were like, what? And he kept coaching, and he kept coaching, and they had success. And then it got to the very end, and he's like, I want him to be the coach or I'm out. And they said, piss off, old man. Uh, no. And he's an all-time legend for Kansas State. But Kansas State, didn't. they didn't buy into that flex. What'd they do? They went and found their guy. And what did their guy do this year? Yeah, really good year. He won the Big 12 championship. Very good year. Like, Iowa, the blueprint is there. Kirk Ferentz has done a lot for your program. I know he's got that Riley rollover contract situation where if he meets a certain standard, another year is added to it. I understand why programs do that. I want Oregon State to do that with Jonathan because I always want to incentivize a coach to stay in a market or mm -hmm. a team that isn't highly coveted by the rest of the country. But you need to fight back here, and you need to learn from Kansas State. Because guess what? It worked out, and it worked out pretty well for Kansas State. It could still work out for you. If Wisconsin can be an air raid team, why can't Iowa find a good coach that goes to Iowa and says, "What? It, look at this. We got great facilities. We got good support. We play in the weaker division. We can be good at football. Hell, we can dare to be great. Don't bow down to nepotism. Learn from Kansas State. It's hilarious, too. The funniest part about this is that it's 25 points as a team. So his, his offense could score 20 a game, and he's still going to get the bonus if they get average for, like, five, you know, get a safety, a Dirt, couple of defensive touchdowns. They scored seven points without a touchdown. <laughs> they did. They won a game 7-6 to six last year without scoring an offensive touchdown. So that's where Iowa football is at. I'm with you 100%. Nepotism's never a good thing, especially in sports. And I'm still, not, I'm still not convinced it's the worst offensive coordinator situation in college football right now. There's a couple of bad ones out there. We might get to one of them. Let's get to this quickly. Uh, Jaden Rashad. 
not. I ended up at Arizona State, the high-profile quarterback that was a Miami commit, then a Florida commit, then got out of his NIL or uh, uh, national letter of intent, his NLI, I guess, and now he's at ASU. The details came out according to Andy Staples of The Athletic about what his NIL contract was at Florida. Boy, oh, boy. Uh, here is what Jaden Rashada was going to make. Signing with Florida, it called for $500,000 in an upfront payment. Okay, so immediately $500,000 in cash. After that, his payments would increase. As a freshman, he would make $250,000 a month. Okay, $250,000 a month. Yep. As a sophomore, to $291,000 a month. As a junior, he would make $375,000 a month. And round it out as a senior, probably because they weren't sure if he's going to be there or not, if you thought he's going to be a legit quarterback, down to $195,000 a month. All he has to do is obviously play at Florida, reside in Gainesville, Florida, have at least one branded Twitter post and one branded Instagram post per month, up to eight fan engagement events a year that include in-person social media engagements, video conferences, that kind of stuff, and he had to autograph 15 pieces of merchandise per year. That was the NIL deal that Jaden Rashada had reached with um, Miami, and it was all term- terminated with Florida, all that. So it, it all ended up exploding and blowing up. Or that was the deal I with Florida. I thought that was Florida. Sorry, yeah. that was a deal with Florida. like 13 Because he had another one with Miami first and then accepted the Florida offer, and then somehow it fell through. I still don't know if we know the details on it. Now he's at Arizona State. So Miami's was about nine and some change. We didn't get the details to that, but Florida's was indeed the, the accurate report. I still don't believe everything I hear. But I'm glad that we actually got details from this, and it was indeed $13 million. What happened was the Florida Collective backed out of this. That's a lot of money. They had set this up. They were ready to go. Well, it's a lot of money. It's 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 a lot of money, but it's also a lot of money for a four-star. That should be my five-star price. Yeah, I mean, he's not that different rated from, honestly, the quarterback that Oregon State got and the quarterback that Oregon got. They're all four-star. I mean, he's a higher-rated four-star. Sure. They're all four-stars. But that's yeah, that's kind of my point is if if, if a program and a, a booster collective is paying that, it, it should be like one of the top five-stars, if the number, if not the number one five-star. I, I can't imagine a world where a four-star is getting $13 million. They backed out of this. He didn't. He basically told him to piss off. He wasn't going to go to school because they uh, took away their financial incentive for him to go there. And now he's at ASU, and I'm sure he's gotten some money from ASU. But boy, being that close, it's it's like waking up today and finding out. Yes, <laughs> the Powerball winner for seven hundred fifty-four million dollars is from Washington State, just a river away. It, that's how Jaden Rashada has to feel right there, knowing you were that close to $13 million. Can you imagine that as a freshman in college pulling in like 250 k a month? <laughs> I, had, I had $300 a month in food stamps, <laughs> and I thought I was the big ass on campus. And that was food stamps. That is insane. Absolutely insane. Uh, Two more quick college football notes to get to. Bill Conley, our buddy, he loves putting out numbers for the S&P Plus model that he puts out, and he's been going through recruiting data, Combining it with you know high school recruiting with transfer quality, peer transfer volume, all these different things, you know transfer needs and all that. And he came out with a ranking yesterday: the top ten recruiting classes for 2023 usefulness. So guys that you can play, like essentially they can play right away, like plug right, and play right out of the gate. 2023, who had the best recruiting cycle for the biggest impact they're going to get next year? Uh, the top five on this list: LSU was number one. Yeah. I haven't followed LSU too much, but they got their quarterback back. That's a program to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oklahoma, who had a disastrous year one under Brent Venables, they came in at number two. USC was number three, so they got obviously the best quarterback and the best player in college football. They've obviously improved the roster. Oregon came in at number four. 
and Florida was number five. Yeah. In the top ten, the only two Pac-12 schools that showed up were USC and Oregon, which I was kind of surprised by because I thought the DJ news maybe was enough to throw Oregon State on the back end of this list, but not quite. I'm sure some of these other programs got a higher volume of players, whereas Oregon got one – or excuse me, Oregon State got one key player. Well, Oregon – yeah, Oregon State to me is not one that might find themselves in that list very often. DJ's a good, a good addition, but – you still have some questions in the secondary because you've lost a couple of your guys. Alex Austin is gone. Uh, you know, Jane Grant's obviously gone. Rajon Wright is having a really good, you know, work up to the draft. So mm-hmm. you've lost some pretty key secondary pieces. I'm not surprised to see Oregon State not on that, but Oregon makes sense. USC, they've addressed some of their defensive issues. I think they're hoping that it takes a drastic step. Otherwise, Alex Grinch is going to find himself on the unemployment line. And USC would be the same story. Great offense, but the defense right. will cost him a game or two. Right. But, uh, yeah, that list isn't really that surprising. LSU is a sneaky good pick to win the SEC next year, by it the way. It could be, man. Georgia's replacing a new yeah. quarterback. Bryce Young's gone from Alabama. I know Bryce uh, Alabama's had the best recruiting class, I think, in the history of college football this year. We haven't really talked about it. but Weirdly enough, like Jaden Daniels at ASU, we you know, you, you would say – Good player, not great, not enough to really carry ASU in the Pac-12. Goes to the SEC and has a really good year and is now coming back, and they're hyped about it, whereas Bo Nix sucked in the SEC, came to the Pac-12, and now he might be one of the final uh, Heisman finalists. Which I'm actually glad that Daniels has had that success because people try to use the Bo Nix argument of, well, see, this Pac-12 football is not very good. He couldn't cut it in the SEC. You go to the Pac-12, now he's dominant. And then you have Jaden Daniels, who was horrible at Arizona State for the last year and a half, get LSU to an SEC championship game and beat Alabama. He was horrible in the Pac-12, and he's elite at LSU. So it goes both ways. He also had Herm Edwards. (laughs) Herm Edwards. (laughs) Who on on TV, by the way, doesn't even look like his eyes are open when he's on camera. He always closes his eyes. Is he just getting super old, or is is it a Swigart thing? The light's too bright. Probably both. He's probably just sleepy. It's early in the morning. Where are the shades? For old man Herm. Ask Jason for the shades back. (laughs) Last note in college football. Things getting tougher for Mario Cristobal at Miami. We highlighted he lost his offensive coordinator, or didn't lose him he fired him they parted ways and uh then this past weekend kevin Steele, who was his defensive coordinator who's been around auburn alabama been coaching a bunch of different places uh kevin Steele has left to be the new defensive coordinator at alabama and he tried to hire tommy reese to be his new offensive coordinator from notre dame but tommy reese ended up going to alabama as well well tommy reese told him no i'm committed to notre dame and then about a month later <laughs> alabama came calling and tommy reese said i've reconsidered my position I'm leaving South Bend. <laughs> I'm going to coach in the SEC. So Nick Saban obviously sees what Mario did in recruiting. I think he knows Mario's personality type. He knows how Mario is driven. And I think he saw, you know what? I don't even want that program to have an upstart season. I'm going to twist the knife a little bit. I'm going to steal your defensive coordinator, who, but despite what last year was, had one of the best reputations in that sport and I think has some people excited about coming to Tuscaloosa while also getting the offensive coordinator who told Mario, thanks, but no thanks. I don't want to hand the ball off on third and eight. And Nick Saban said, I'll let you do whatever the hell you want. Sling the rock, baby. We're a modern offense. So there you go. There's a whole bunch of college football news and notes. Feels good to talk about. Can't wait for next season. Let's get to the sack. Get your mail sack questions in 503-250-1080. Sports, non-sports. We'll answer them next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Phil Collins just have a birthday. I think he turned 72 last week or something. Everybody's honoring Phil Collins. Happy birthday, Phil Collins. One of the better concerts I ever went to. In I could see that. I could see that for sure. I'm telling you, you might not His watch the movie. Serious Hits Live Tour or whatever it was. Tarzan album is fire. It's a banger. It's a banger. It is. Bangers Why are you poo-pooing? I'm not poo-pooing. Well, you no, there's no poo-poo. When you laugh no and poo-poo. smile, you're poo-pooing. No poo-poo. You're a poo-pooer. I'm just a giggler. That's what I do. You know what I don't poo-poo? What don't you poo-poo? The stat that KGW just put out, one in five U.S. adults are going to gamble on the Super Bowl. It was more than that from the I, AGA, American Gaming Association study. Yeah, I bet higher than that. It was like <laughs> my bet on them betting 60 is that it's million higher. Americans are expected to wager some $16 billion. But how many people are in a country? I, I mean, if you did the math, what would that come out to? What are we at? Three? We're at four, aren't we? Are we four no, million? we're like at 350, 360. Yeah, wouldn't that come out to one in five? I guess. That's still a pretty high number. Uh, according to 2022, we were at 335, roughly. 335, yeah. okay. Rounding up. All right. Rounding up. I mean, one in five U.S. adults. That means when we talk gambling this this week, yeah. we can't get any texts that are negative on it because no. everybody's doing everybody's it. One doing in it. five of you is going to do it. There are now 32 states <laughs> plus the District of Columbia that have some form of legalized sports wagering. No, just make it a state. We what just need college. That's all we need. Yeah, I, um, I well, don't that's our understand state. it. That's not... I know, I know. I'm, yeah, that's a, I know. Who's representative we need to get on the horn and yeah. say, yo, representative so-and-so, I don't know. let we us gamble do. on college. Let's get through this week, make our uh, Super Bowl picks. Then uh, <laughs> then we got, uh, what, five weeks until the NCAA tournament kicks you in. You want me to care about the NCAA tournament, allow me to gamble on the NCAA yeah, tournament. Exactly. Amen. You want me to follow it, you let me gamble on it, damn it. You sound like a captain of a fishing boat getting just trounced in an <laughs> ocean setting. Let's just get through the week.
And then we'll address things on the other side. There you go. All right, let's sack it up, shall we? Mail sack question. If you guys are given the opportunity, would you want to do Radio Row at the Super Bowl even just once, or do you think it would be too much chaotic craziness, more trouble than it's worth? Hell yes. 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 I want to experience it one time because I want those guests. I don't care if they're pumping, you know, erection pills. I'll tell I'll sell Frank Thomas's total tea. Yeah. I'd love to have Frank Thomas sit Boost down. Boost my tea, Frank. What? That got weird. I I don't even want to go down that avenue. But yes. And I also want to experience it to hate it so I can complain and tell you it's an overrated event. I want to do it one time. Can somebody in our sales department, can our boss listening, Please. send a Portland, Oregon radio yes. show we want to, go. to the Super Bowl radio row and say, we don't have a team. But we love everybody. Yeah. Everybody goes there. Now, let me ask you this. What what city would you most want it to be if you were going? It's in Arizona this year. It's That's a Vegas pretty, next year. Pretty compelling. Vegas would be amazing. Vegas would be great. I Miami, wouldn't want Vegas I'm sure for a would week. be fun. Vegas for a week wouldn't be. I, I, you get the double whammy this I, week because you could go to the waste management on top of see, it. See, I think, yeah, I think Phoenix would be. The cream of the crop. Cream of the crop because I, you're almost assured. No, Phoenix The sucks. weather's going to be good. I mean, Phoenix isn't great. It's just sunny. I it, where isn't the stadium where that's at? Isn't it a little the separated? Stadium it's is, out in Glendale. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's just like a big wasteland. It's just a stadium. Nothing's that far away on yeah. the Beltline around it. I hate that stadium. I hate that. Stadium. Yeah, I've heard bad things about it. I just uh, have bad memories of that stadium. I'd also take my clubs if we went to Phoenix. Well, that's just it. Right, We're exactly. playing some golf. Have to play some yes. golf. Yes. <laughs> I, I hate to tell you this, but I love that you think you're going with us. Do you think you'd go with us? <laughs> We yeah. need a Wrangler on site. That's true. Who's chasing down gas? And if our equipment failed, we're too stupid. I don't know what I'm doing. I think we got a three-man trip coming. I can't fix this. Oh, next year it's in Vegas. I mean, I could do a week. Vegas, Vegas is tough because you're there for a whole week, but you do have to remember you're actually working. And that's my problem. Like, and so, like the first couple of days, you're going to be on your best behavior. Dirt's going to have somewhere around and be hungover. Like Wednesday, dirt would be a Thursday. <laughs> God, I am a professional. You think you got it, you know, you're getting set. Oh, we got through the week. We got stuff booked out. We're doing all this. And then the night gets away from you. I think for me, my vote would Vegas would be amazing. Phoenix would be great. I would vote like Miami, though, because if I'm I've at never been to New Orleans, New go. Orleans would be great, too. Like I but part of this, though, for me is if I'm at Super Bowl week, I want to enjoy Super Bowl week. And there's probably a lot going on. And if we're in an East Coast city. You're a three hour late, like so. The show would start at nine a.m. So sleeping right. in a little you're not, bit. You're, like yeah. if you're in Phoenix, is Phoenix is an hour ahead, or do they not? Are we Some, on the same? Uh, they are an hour ahead right now. Right, so that's they don't observe daylight savings. A little but bit you're of a okay break there, there. Vegas. You know, a little bit of a break, but it would be nice to be able to enjoy the festivities. So I believe we we got Vegas next year, and then it's New Orleans. That would be great. The year after that, I just wouldn't want when it's going to Minneapolis or no, one of the no, northern no, 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 known no, no. cities. Really? No, nothing. Nothing to do with a cold weather Super Bowl. No, thank you. You want only warm. Only warm. Yeah. If I'm going to yeah. Super Bowl week, part of it's like, send me to Sunshine. Yeah. Miami, I could do. South Beach would be perfect. I'll give fine. you an underrated one that they should do as a respectful thing to apologize. <laughs> Why not try to get it back in San Diego? Yeah. Well, they need a stadium. They, a they don't have stadium. a stadium now. You're, you make $13 billion. Build a stadium. <laughs> Build them a Is Super it that Bowl? big of a deal? Should, we should just have the permanent Super Bowl be in San Diego. I would not be mad at a that. A perma site. It's always sunny. It's always 70. Yep. I kind of would be in on a cold weather one, too. I don't like you guys poo-pooing that. Like, if it went to if Philly? Went, no. The well, only they would cold never go to Philly because it's outdoors. The only cold they weather place. York. I know, because they built a new stadium. The only cold weather place I would consider is Green Bay. Now, 
Jesus, dude. You went to the coldest one possible. Well, but to see, but Minus to see a Super Bowl degrees. at Lambeau would be pretty amazing. What about I Buffalo? I don't think so. If they build a dome, they'd get one. Who's been telling you to build a dome in Buffalo? <laughs> this guy. Uh, all right, we're going to have to carry over the sack. That just took up the whole sack. Yeah, let's not go way over. Let's try to be on the clock. Uh, well, we started one. dreaming about, you know, actually taking the show on I the I mean, road like, come and, on. One year, just... Yeah. Find anybody to say. Well, the Seahawks I'll pay for have to idiots. go to convince uh, local man because because we are the Seahawks. Well, that's a tough part though. You got to plan it so far as I'm getting a spammerous call. It's, you have to plan it so far in ahead. Like you, you're not yeah. going to book that thing a week out because no. we just found out last week who's going. Yeah. So you don't know that Seattle's going until it's super late. Uh, here's one. It's a feel good one and one we can have fun with. Our buddy Jackson is a nine year old and he's been battling leukemia for two years. A couple of weeks ago, he got his make a wish to sign a one day contract with the Kraken. He suited up. He practiced with the team. They, he announced the lineup, sitting with them during the game. I watched said, that game. It, it was, it was the best ex- awesome. Best experience of his life. <clears throat> and the listener asked, I was wondering if you got to do an adult make a wish for one day, what would it be? <laughs> Well, I loved the audible sigh when you said Jackson got to go be with the Kraken. Swag goes, oh. <laughs> so I know Swags. No, I watched that game. They yeah. were they did a whole bunch of Thing stuff on, hmm. um, as part of the broadcast with them. And what would be mine? I'd want to play Augusta National with three <laughs> PGA Tour golfers. You're so boring. I don't really care who it is. You're Rory, so any, throw anybody you want in there. That's that's my make-a-wish. That's so boring. That's not boring. I mean, it's a great pick, but it's boring. What do I need to go suit up and net for? I'm not. I don't have those aspirations. I'm not a kid anymore. Because that's anybody, my dream now. Anybody that listens to the show knew the minute that question was asked. Well, Dirt's gonna pick a golf thing, <laughs> and then Swag probably's gonna pick a golf thing, and then Sprague even at this point might pick a golf thing. That's my list now. If I have a make a wish, it's all it's all bas- or it's all golf related. Now. Let me noodle on that. One. Okay, noodle. We'll I figure we're going to carry this over. Let me noodle on. Swag, this. you got to make a wish real quick, or you want to noodle on yours too? Uh, let me noodle. Okay, you're going to noodle. Yours is a final answer. Final answer. It's done. There's, There's nothing no else other that comes thing close. that could. No, nothing else that comes close. Not even like being Kirk Cousins' towboy. <laughs> No? What does that include, a towboy? Are you all in on being Brock Purdy's personal assistant <laughs> for 24 hours? Just massage him on the sideline? I need to do that. Rub his shoulders? Do I need to loosen up his elbow? His elbow's going to be a little tight. Just dress like Sean Astin in 51st <laughs> States while you do it, please. Talking to Lisp. You know, Kirk Earth, I was really good when I played at Cleveland. Stay off the Thoth, Douglas. <laughs> uh, last one here. Uh, this is not a uh, sec, just a shout-out. Somebody said, I wanted to uh, ask if you guys could send a shout-out to my strong and badass sister, Brooke. She had open-heart surgery yesterday at 35 years old. Fixed a birth defect that went undiagnosed. Probably could have killed her a long time oh, ago. Man. I appreciate you guys. Just call me a P1. Not about me. It's about how strong and noble she is. So shout-out to Brooke. You yeah. are a badass. Open-heart surgery is no joke. And I'm glad they detected the problem that they clearly did not detect when they should have yeah brooke you are a uh, you've pride you have power you are a badass mother that right don't take no crap from nobody get better we're thinking of you and good thoughts your way shout out to brooke all right more mail sack coming up next including what these guys want to do for their make a wish also we have a golf mail sack question so don't worry there's more golf ahead and we'll do that coming up next hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Adult make a wish texts are coming in. How about a three way with J Lo and Shakira? <laughs> Can Rihanna top that? I don't know. We'll find out on Sunday. Uh, we got this one from one of our listeners. Uh, now I had to add something to my lottery jackpot winning bucket list secure kids' college fund. Check. Feed the poor. Check. Okay, got to do that. Marry a smoke show. Yep. Get a prenup. Check. <laughs> <laughs> buy a mansion, check, take dirt and Sprague to the Super Bowl. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, That's what I'm talking Maybe the Maybe the guy who won the Powerball up in Washington is a P1 of the show. You never know. Reach out to us if you are. Take us to the Super Bowl, man. No, I think uh, make a Vegas. wish. Uh, what this would be a little involved, but I think it would be the, uh, <laughs> the Nance, the Jim Nance triple, the year that he would have calling the Masters, the NCAA ah. Final Four, and the Super Bowl. So you just go with him? And just like shadow, you just want to hang in the background, like production meetings kind of thing? Boy, that's a good uh, well, one. I'd be... I, hey, you want to be Nance. If he gets laryngitis, I'm ready to... <laughs> you want to be the bullpen? Right there. Okay. I'm right. watching this show called Ginny and Georgia on Netflix, and it's about this gal who's a lot more than what she seems. And she's a little dirty in some ways. And I feel like Swigart is hinting at this, like, oh, Jim, I'll, I'll go get that tea for you. I'll help you out, Jim. Put a little oh, you something think I'm in. I'm spiking his yeah, tea. Yeah, I do. It sounds <laughs> oh, like it's Oh, what happened to Jim? We well, he's getting ready. This is his last Final Four, right? He's turning it over to Iron Eagle, I think, I, after this. Is he really? I don't know. I thought I read that. Maybe I'm going Oracle. But... We didn't talk about his old compatriot passing away last week. Billy yeah, Packer. Billy, Billy Packer. Packer passed away last yeah. week. All right, Pete. Seriously, one of the 34 legends. Yeah. straight Final Fours. He was part of the broadcast. To, to be fair to your make-a-wish scenario here, though, I, I'm i trying to picture you calling the Super Bowl, and swag just doesn't sound the same from Tony Romo <laughs> as it would Jim, Jim, Jim Jason. Jason, Jason, it's just a little too long. Yeah. Swag and Jay, yeah. just like, also just... there'd be booth tension because you'd be like, I used to be a Cowboy fan, and I hate your team. <laughs> he wouldn't understand that at all. Maybe if you uh, hadn't fumbled the, uh, the snap, the snap Ooh, I'd still be tension. a Cowboy fan. Blue tension. Maybe <laughs> you if you knew Seahawks. how to hold a snap on a field goal, you choke artist. Yeah, bomb. Um, okay, for uh, Mail Sack, here we go. As an adult, we all have a favorite burner on the stove. Nobody wants to talk about it. This is a great point. Uh, what is your favorite burner on the stove? Front left for me. Front uh, left. Front left. The big one. The big burner. It's where you go. Back right. Front, front left is not the big one for me. It's the front right. Takes too long to get warm. 
the back right is a is a smaller one, and it's like instantaneous. My water's boiling. You got one of them illegal gas stoves? What? Huh? Isn't that a thing now? Aren't we all like outraged about gas stoves now? Oh no, I I, I want thing? a gas stove, but I, I got a gas stove and I love it. I, well, I used to have one and I miss it. I have an electric one. It works fine, but electric's just not the same. I kind of like the the whiff of propane. <laughs> oh, and then also, yeah, if you're like, oh, I didn't turn it off, you're like, ah, <sighs> oh, <laughs> take out a couple of brain cells while you're at it. I only got a few left. Sniff that Chevron. Uh, Keith in the garbage truck says, Millsack, I'm thinking about the over of 32.5 for LBJ tonight. Lyndon B. Johnson, I didn't know he's still playing. I'm thinking about hitting it hard. Uh, LeBron going over 32.5? I, see, I kind of like the under here, but Keith, I mean... He's, he's 36 away. Yeah, he could be going for it tonight and put all his eggs in the basket instead of getting his ass demolished by... Like, think about this. Oklahoma City very well could win this. Oklahoma City's a sneaky team. Are you better served to go as hard as you can against OKC at home on TNT, knowing the refs might give it to you tonight, versus Milwaukee is going to royally stomp your ass, and you get it in a beatdown? Yeah, there's something to it. Giannis if is it's a close game tonight, like, yeah, go all in. So, Keith, you may have convinced me to bet the over on that is as AD well. Is AD playing, or is he sitting out with... No, he's playing. Okay. Last I saw, he was well, playing. Well, if AD was out, then I would say definitely, because who else is going to score? Well, but this is going to be, whether it's tonight or the, the Milwaukee game, yeah. it's going to become Colby going for 60. They're just going to give him the ball and just, dude, cares about your percentage. Just get it over with. Yeah. Go, go, go don't knock out the record. What point total does he have to have tonight for us to have hope it happens in Portland? Sub-20? Oh, it's, it's got to be, gotta be like 10. Yeah, it's got to be that low. Yeah, because then well, because it's still Milwaukee. And, and then they got another game. game on the weekend. Oh, I thought Portland was after no. Milwaukee. No, oh. it's Monday or something. You need him to sit out. He needs to miss a game. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. No. Okay. It's too far away. Hold on. Let me just pull up the schedule. Let but, me you know, I thought I, it was on Monday the 13th. So they got OKC on the road tonight. Uh, no, there is home. A, yeah, at home. Sorry. And then you got Milwaukee. Don't be right. Then they go to Golden State yeah. and then to Portland. Portland's a smart enough and classy enough city despite the jersey. I think that they still pay him homage as he comes here. Like, oh, you yo, for sure yeah. do. He'll get honored every The new he career goes. leader, and, yeah. you know, and he'll get his ov- ovation. Um, all right, what else we got here? Milsack, you're going to initially recoil at this question, but I'm asking seriously. I personally find golf incredibly boring. Yeah. To me, that sport is like watching paint dry. Sure. There's nothing to me that's remotely interesting about it. I know all of you are big-time fans, so I'm genuinely wondering, what is it that makes the particular sport so interesting and appealing to you just trying to understand? I, I, I'll go first because I think I can do this quickly, and I'm the worst of the, of the three of us at golf. Um, as a guy who didn't grow up with golf ever, couldn't afford it, never played it, didn't want to play it, didn't really watch it, only watched Tiger stuff, and just became addicted to it, I can tell you for me, a guy that played other sports – the addiction of how incredibly difficult seemingly every shot is while you play. The tee shot, the approach shot, the recovery shot, the putt. Every single one of them is incredibly difficult. The closest shots that are gimmies, you think, that's a no-brainer. You miss them. It happens all the time, every round. <laughs> and it's the constant addiction of grind and trying to be better every single time that I play that makes me appreciate watching what I largely agreed with for years is a pretty boring sport. But also the new crop of guys are different. They're more emotional. 
John Rahm just talked about this. He shows his emotion. He screams. He fist pumps. You've got more of that in it while having an incredibly tight and talented group of guys that every single tournament, every single shot is a shot that I wish I could hit just one time in my life. So, Ag, what do you love about golf? Well, I think, one, I think it, it, in order to watch it and appreciate it, yes, I think in some level you do have to go out there and attempt to play it. Yeah. Um, and just to understand, but it's such, it's such a mental battle. Um, the other thing too, is many of the places, not all of them, but if you, you know, wanted to, you can go play on the same, you can try and go hit is like, okay, where did he have that? It's here. It is. Here's the shot he hit at TPC Scottsdale. Or you can go play the 16th. You want to have the stuff up. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're lucky enough to draw the or get on Pebble Beach, you can go and experience and look around in, in St. Andrews and those sorts of things where it's you can put yourself there. Even though you're on a basketball court, it, it, it's still not the same. You, It's the same setup. Here it is, the ball. There's the grass. that You can try and figure out how to do it and then appreciate just how talented they are. And the way they think around the imagination – of seemingly being in jail somewhere um, and all the different approaches, all the different swings of guys. They look a lot more similar now than they did with a lot more self-taught guys. Um, so, I mean, I understand if you don't have any reference to it, but, and then the approach to go out there, like he was saying every day and you go out and you play great one day. And then all of a sudden you go out, you think you got to figure it out and you can hold by hole. It could happen to yeah, you. <laughs> and then you're totally lost. It's the constant chase of a of perfection that is unattainable. And that's what I love about it because you're never good enough. You can have good days, but you're never as good as you want to be. No matter how people perceive you as good or bad as a golfer. And you're constantly striving for perfection. And the, the other thing I love about it is I think all of us have, we were all athletes as kids and eventually whether it's high school for some college for like eventually it's done you're you're not competitive anymore and it's a gaping hole in your life like that was as a kid that was the first thing i could do as, old, as soon as i was old enough to run and walk i wanted to play football and basketball and compete with my brother and friends in the neighborhood like yep. that was it that's all i ever wanted to do and then it's gone and it's like all right well now you don't really have that thing to push for that thing to work out for that thing to strive for and so you can find it in other ways some people get into distance running or there's all sorts of different activities you can have for me I scratch that itch by playing golf. I love competing. I hate losing in anything in life. And the game is set up where even if you're at vastly different skill levels, there is a way, There's a way to you can compete. Make, compete and make With it handicaps, fair. exactly. Yeah. You have a certain number of strokes. I have a certain number of strokes, and we play to our, our handicap number. What I will say for, for appreciating the sport on television, and I think this is true of all sports, I think you have to have a certain understanding of what they're trying to do and understanding the nuance behind it. And you're not just watching guys hit, that you've never heard of hit golf shots that you don't know what they're trying to do. Like, this is something I struggle with in sports that I don't watch. Like, if I turn on a soccer match, it's like, I don't really get the strategy. I, if yeah. I sit with somebody that knows soccer and they explain it to me, there's a million things that are going to open same my eyes. Same thing with hockey. Like, oh, wow. People that Hockey's the same way. It, it looks like mass chaos going on out Baseball's there. Baseball's the same way. Like, if you don't understand what a pitcher's trying to do to yeah. a hitter, like, it's just, okay, it's just another pitch well, and it's boring. Well, the thing that I've loved, CBS has had the last two broadcasts and on Saturdays they have mic'd up one of the players going down one of the holes and it's been on Keith Mitchell did it last week Keith he was Mitchell great did it Max Homa did, did it the, did the week it before. before and understanding when you start to understand we saw that with Phil when they, they did that match thing during COVID and he explained in detail what he's trying the level of precision that these guys have developed their skills to 
and you know his they were talking about somebody waved him off a number because the there was a wind, wind change and he was trying to hit it 113 four yeah. yards off yeah. and the ability to detect that I, it, it's so impressive just I, hit this 60 degree wedge 106 yards well I, I think you know a big part for me too is aside from the the competition i don't really compete with others i mean you don't want to be in the group where and i've been in this several times where everybody else is better than you and you can tell they're they've got it and you don't and you do a score check at the end and hey i shot a 96 and everybody's like oh, i got 84 85 and you're just like cool i'm i'm the piece of crap here but i i would say like for me and the way that i'm built i'm more of a team guy just by nature and my personality type i like relying on other people while people trust me at the same time working together as a group I think every kid, even if they hate sports, should be mandated to play a team sport at least once to understand what that's like. I think you can apply that to society and community, and I think it's a great help. But I I didn't play individual sports as a kid. I didn't. And being introduced to it, you become crappy at that sport because it's it's one of the hardest sports to be good at. It's really helped my mental health. Uh, You know, I start, and this was this is recent, like a year, two years ago. I'm just talking nothing but negative things to myself. And now I just make it a point of hit a bad shot. You hit a bad shot. You don't need to beat yourself up over. And it's, it's actually helped me quite a bit of just positive self-talk. I don't always need it, but sometimes you do need it. You don't think about that until I'm in that environment. And it's, I just end up applying it in other avenues of my life. you got to work on your mentals if you want to be a good golfer. Yes, you do. Because about 85 90% of it is in your head. Well, and there's other times you can totally flush a shot and you, it hits a sprinkler head. <laughs> yeah, there are bad that's breaks. just you laugh at that. There's yeah. nothing well, yeah, you can do about it's, that. Well, yeah, but it's about, yeah, and then. But I can play basketball. I can be one for six in a pickup run at YMCA, but I can still make impactful plays that win the game. So you get a steal, a couple of nice assists. I don't, you don't have that in golf. It's, it's kind of just like, oh, you're one for six. You're going to shoot a 97 today. <laughs> and you have to battle, either battle to a better score or you battle through it and say, it wasn't my day, and I tend to just look at the next round almost like a vacation. I get excited when people are like, playing on Saturday. Like, hell yeah, I get to play on Saturday. You look forward to it. To Swax Point 2, I'm playing major uh, tournament sites. Sprague and I are going up with Northwest Golf Guys in March to play Chambers Bay. I've never played Chambers Bay before. They played a U.S. Open there. I cannot wait the week leading up to that to rewatch that that U.S. Open that Spieth ended up winning, like all the moments, the holes, and all that, get the nuance of the course. And if, you are, if you're on the fringe about golf, I know I sound like a, a you know a insurance salesman right now. If you're on the fringe about golf, watch this weekend. Because the waste management is going to have a loaded field. It's one of these premier events now, and it is—it's insane. It, it is insanity, uh, and it's one of the coolest sporting events of the entire year. And so, keep an eye on that this weekend as it tees off on Thursday. Let's close it up. Set you up for your night in sports. Answer some poll questions. Wrap it up next on the. Field. Well, left over in my notes today that we're not going to get to. We'll tease for tomorrow. It's a report that came out that Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are $100 million apart in guaranteed money on their contract. So not much room to make up there. So 113, and he's like, no, I want 213, and there we are. And here comes your franchise tax. We'll get into that a little bit Let's tomorrow. Trade him. What are we doing? I know. The, the Eagles owner came out and said Jalen Hurts has already proven that he is worth an extension. He has one more year left on his rookie deal. Remember, because he's not a first-round pick. First-round picks get the five-year rookie contract. Uh, he was a second-round pick, so he got the four-year deal. He's in year three, so he only has one more year left on his contract. And they're basically saying they're going to address that in the offseason. I found those I mean, interesting is not the right word, but I just, you know, they're they're fully committing to this this quarterback. And uh, I want to talk about that a little bit tomorrow. 
Uh, let's answer a poll question, shall we? From We got a couple of them here. You put one up last night that I enjoyed after Dame hit one from like 80 feet. Should the NBA put in a four-point line from 40 feet? Narrow vote, but 51% of people said yes, they should. Really? Because I had some people respond like, I already hate watching the NBA. You're going to make it worse. <laughs> I mean, he... he Try it in the All-Star game. Why are we not doing this? You should. If you want me to care about the All-Star game, give me shots on the other side of half quarter worth five points and give me a four-point line. Somebody said uh, you should get four points and the other team should lose three if you hit a 40-foot shot. <laughs> That's a good one. That If you had that math, then I think it would get shot every time. Oh my just God. get the subtraction going back and We're forth. We're just going for the seven-point swing here. <laughs> think about it, You're down by 25. You got a chance to make a comeback in that game. A couple get, possessions hey, and boom. You're right you back go. in the game. Uh, you also asked, do you believe the Blazers can be at the point, uh, the Bucks level in the next three years? Yes, possibly no, or hell no. 46% of people said no. Overwhelming number one answer. 22% of you answered possibly. 20% said hell no. Yeah. And 11% are optimistic saying yes, that they can get there. I, I have no blame whatsoever, or I, I don't blame anybody for whatever those answers you chose. If it was hell no... Yeah, you've been hearing it for 40 years, how this team's going to turn the corner. If it was no, yep, in the Dame era, they've shown no real ability to want to go get the necessary positions. I comped it like this the other day. I said they've had Dame. They've had some some talented players have come through here. CJ is a two. They're an NFL team that just can't find the left tackle. Yeah. The three position has long evaded them. They've never made the necessary trade, and they just can't find the person to play and shore up that position. They're a great NFL team with a great level of skill position guys and defensive guys, but they can't find a left tackle. That's kind of how I view them in the Dame era, so I can't blame you either. If you're yes, good for you. Optimism's a good place to live in. If it doesn't work out, you're no worse off than where you've been. That's kind of my mindset. Life's too short, man. Be positive. Be optimistic. Maybe it'll happen this time. Uh, they played last night, got smoked by Milwaukee. They're back in action tomorrow at home against Golden State. And Clay Thompson went off again last night. He had 12 threes last Ooh, night. Oh, boy. Uh, tonight in the NBA, you got a TNT doubleheader. Suns and Nets, if you want that interesting game of potentially KD's future team against his current team. That's the first one. And then, of course, you got Thunder and Lakers. 7 o'clock TNT game with a chance for LeBron James to become the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. It's pretty crazy. There's a good article at the OC Register about how LeBron, it never registered chasing Kareem. He always chased Jordan. But how breaking Kareem's record might end up helping him in his quest for what he originally wanted. It's a, it's a good read at OC Register. 36 points. He need 36, right? Is that 36. Right? 36 tonight to set the record. His over-under is 32. we got some listeners wanting to gamble the over on that. So, love it. <clears throat> taking on the Thunder at home, 7 o'clock on TNT is where you can watch that one. So, uh, enjoy that. We'll see if he gets it done. Tomorrow on the show, Kevin Pelton's going to join us at 8.30. We'll talk more NBA trade deadline with him. Yep. And our good buddy and recurring guest, Ricky Williams, is going to be on the show at 7.30 in the morning. I don't want to look this up. I want to ask Ricky, what's the closest his career his team's got to a Super Bowl. Ah, yeah. Because he was on some bad teams. He was. Had a lot of down years. So I'm curious about that. So that'll be tomorrow's show. Some NFL notes. More on the Super Bowl. It's going to be a loaded Wednesday. Thanks for being a part of our Tuesday, everybody. If you missed the show, go check the podcast, 1080thefan.com. At Ernst Reagan at 1080thefan. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Colin is next. You're listening to 1080thefan.
spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 